Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back for another episode of Topic Thunder Podcast. I, Maddie Double Dribbles at Matt Tierney. I'm joined today by Alex Roig at Alex Roig NBA. And Alex, uh, I don't think we could have picked a better game than this one to be on the eve of a very important arena voting uh, that's happening December 12th. A blowout the, game. The, the Warriors game would have been a lot better here. The but but a solid victory. Yes. Everybody was sitting in the fourth quarter, and you knew it was it, it. It just we just continue to to stomp on the bottom feeders of the NBA and and get a win. So the it was an incredible game, Alex. I missed the first half, so I'm gonna rely on you a little bit on that end. Um, but let's just, let's just start with, before we get into our single large item, some general takeaways of the game. What did you think about this one over Utah? It was just, it was a, it was a workman's effort. I mean, this is what you come into this game. Utah's coming into this game without marketing, without, um, Kessler. And so they're down probably their two best players, um, and, and their two best big men. Um, and you know, we came in here and not to say, we didn't dominate because we didn't dominate the fourth quarter because we had all those non-defense playing bench players in there. Uh, but right. the first three quarters, um, especially the second and third quarter, were pretty dominant. That third quarter was something else. Like we were going just on, like we were going like on a 10-0 run, then they score like a free throw, and then we go like on a 12-0 run. Like, you know, we pushed a, a 16 or 14-point lead up to about 30, 34 by the time we got to the end of the third quarter. So it was just a, a workman's-like effort this is what you are supposed to be doing to these types of teams. You know, this is what Thunder teams in past generations did not do. They would play down to their opponent um, instead of playing their game and, you know, completely blowing out these types of teams. And so, you know, workman's effort by the Thunder, they get a a 14-point victory, um, and it should have been probably a 25- to 30-point victory. You know, they – the, uh, the non-defense playing bench players just completely allowed uh, Utah back into it. Um, not to the point where it was threatened, but to the point where it was like, okay, guys, come on. You know, this is not, yeah. this is not 30-0 run Dallas we're going against here. Come on. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's score some threes. Let's, let's, you know, push some stuff towards the basket. And, you know, let's, let's go home early. Yeah. They, they, uh, 
gave up 45 points in the fourth quarter. That was not not something, not something you want to see, but it was from, you know, the, the non-defensive bench players, like you said. So, but yeah, it was, it was always a comfortable lead after probably midway through the first it, and it was uh, smooth sailing from there. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, 134, 120 was the win, um, in Paycom tonight. And, We'll get into single large item, but I think we will start before that with just the unanimous single large item, our our MVP, um, Shangle Just Alexander. Our Shangle large item. Shangle large item. Yes, I forgot that we have coined this term. Still in beta mode. <laughs> We're seeing how it plays with the people, but it's uh, the Shangle large item. Uh, Shay uh, scored thirty points again, fifteenth time this season despite the fact he did not play a single second of the fourth quarter, only played 28 minutes, uh, was efficient from the field. Yeah. He, he was, he, uh, at least in the parts that I saw again, I missed the first half, but in that third quarter, he scored, I think 15 points. It could have been more than that, but, um, at least 15. So, uh, really just kind of like was the anchor to the offense as usual um and like i said just wildly efficient a wildly efficient performance yeah he was uh this was a game where you know utah they're they're rebuilding they have a lot of young players out there and so he was taking taylor, taylor hendricks and keontae george to uh to school some some you know on, on some possessions like just showing out showing his you know his not even his entire repertoire just half of his repertoire um offensive repertoire out there and uh he was it was very efficient, man. He scored thirty points on, on seventeen oh, shots. 17. Yeah. yeah, he was uh, six free throws, and he got three more steals to boot. You know, here's my thing. I'm like, you look at the metrics and you look at everything about Shea Gilgis Alexander. People are just talking about him being on an all defensive team. Why is he not in consideration for defensive player of the year? Hmm. Yeah, we have to start talking about that. We really do because, I mean, perimeter defense is a huge part of the game. You know, it's not just, you know, defending the interior like Anthony Davis, like, you know, somebody like uh, like Walker Kessler or something like that. I know he's not a defense player, or Rudy Gobert. Um, but perimeter defense, especially in this, in this day and age, is such a huge, um, such a huge thing uh, for the productivity of a team. If you have great perimeter defenders, you're going to be in games. And so the Thunder, not only do they have Lou Dort, not only do they have Case and Wallace, but Alexander starting to solidify solidify himself as a great defensive player, and it adds to the, you know, to the defensive style of this team even more. Um, it's not just it's not just James Harden. It's not just hey, great offensive player, surround him with defenders. You know, this guy is a good to great defender on his own and the numbers that he's putting up this year they are first team all NBA you know first team all defense but like starting to consider him a little bit more as far as defensive player of the year maybe like in that Marcus Smart breath and that Michael Jordan breath and that you know all those different types of perimeter players that actually took home the defensive player of the year uh, award you kind of have to start looking at that yeah I think I think he's definitely in the uh, conversation of 
he should be a candidate for defensive player of the year. I think it'd be tough for him to, to actually win it still. I mean, but, but if you look at, you can look at, obviously uh, Cone had the graphic where it's Shea at like 2.8 steals per game. And then the next person's like a whole steal down. So yeah. he's, he's dominating that. But then if you look at even the advanced statistics defensively, like his deflections, his contested shots, he's, he's one of the best in the league at that too. So he's, he's doing yes, exactly he's doing as much as he can to be in his campaign for defensive player of the did, year too. Did but, you read uh, that tweet where like the amount, the difference between first place and second place of steel and steals is the same as like second place and like 58th place in steals. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Cause there's, it's, it's everybody's just right there around like yeah. 1.8, 1.7. Yeah. So he's, I mean, who knows if he's going to continue this, trajectory i mean he got like you said three more steals today so his average is going to keep going up but the the campaign for not only mvp but also dpoi uh are growing and that i don't know how much better of a two-way guard you can get when you have a guy who's being mentioned for both of those those awards so uh i mean yeah just just a phenomenal three quarters from shea and then it was over and plus plus 35 and three quarters yeah, just a, a lot of a lot of great plus minuses today from the from the boys. So, so with that, now that we have our Shea shingle large item out of the way, uh, Alex, we've got a whole plethora of guys. We do played some great games today. Who would you like to start with as your single large item? I'm uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with the Jang Gang. Yes. Good old Uzman. Glad you picked him. Yeah, yeah. Good old Uzman. He uh, he was an Uzi out there, man. He was spraying from all over the place. He was, you know, what was he? Six of seven. He missed. He was perfect until like the very yeah. like in garbage time. He missed a yeah, shot. But other than time. that, he was, he was perfect. Seven, three or four from from three. Three or four from the line. He had eighteen points. Uh, you know, three rebounds, two assists. Um, he played great, man. Like, here's the thing, man. Here's here's kind of like the frustrating thing a little bit with ooze is that you see these flashes and you see how you know all that works for him on this team and then like you know he does this he plays this game and he plays and he plays basically against other g league players because let's let's admit you know basically right. utah is just a bunch of g league players and kelly Olenek and you know and and taylor horton tucker or whatever his name is horton here's the who um yes that guy yeah that guy but he did great in his role, like as far as like being a, a floor spacer, uh, being out there, just a long arm defender, um, grabbing some rebounds. Um, he did great. He did great with that. Hopefully that continues. This was not a game where he had to exert his physicality too much. Um, so we'll see how in other games, you know, maybe more games of consequence. I think we play Sacramento coming up. That would be a game that is a good measuring stick mm-hmm. to see, okay, you can play against the Utahs. Can you play against the Sacramento, the Denver's um, all, that are all coming up? Um, but he had a great game, man. He had a great game. You know, he had a great um, G League game a couple days ago. Um, and so hopefully this translated over. And so hopefully this continues on. Um, you know, sometimes you need to go to the G League a little bit to, to get your bearings and to understand what you can do, what you can't do, you know, get a little bit of rhythm. And so hopefully this uh, this helps them get into that rhythm and, continue on with this squad not have to go down to the g league from time to time yeah it's interesting we've got we had the trey man game uh right after his performance in the g league and then who's had a 
pretty good performance recently in the G league. And then we see him pop up. And so, yeah, the, the, the thing that's always been the, the, um, I don't know if you want to call it an issue, but the, the question mark, I guess, with Jang is how consistent will this be? Is this just a flash in the pan again? Um, but yeah, I mean, there were some promising things besides just, you know, he was knocking down his shots and that's the thing you're wondering about consistency wise moving forward. But, um, I mean, in the second quarter or late in the second quarter, when I started watching, he, he, uh, had a really good play where I think he was, uh, on the, one of the sides of the, uh, I think on the left wing, uh, faked a pass to the top of the key, got the defender to bite, drove in the guy in the post sort of rotated up to, to catch him. And then he made a great pass to, I think it was a cutting, I want to say Kaysen, maybe it was some, it was a guard. Um, but that, that decision-making and his like aggressiveness to drive and dish and just like not hesitate at all. Those are promising things to see out of a young player. So yeah, um, those, those are the things that we loved during the draft, the draft process. That's why we took him at 11. Right. And we're seeing him now. And, and that was in the second quarter, which is, I mean, obviously, like we say, Utah is the G League. But that was like when they still had their whoever was healthy out there. It wasn't the, the you know, garbage time third and fourth quarter, which sucks that Jang was in that third and fourth quarter because his plus minus would have been great, too. But then, yeah, you know, it all got messed up. But that's that's fine. We'll live. We'll live with that. But yeah, Uzma Jang, a great day for the Jang gang crew. Um or I guess it'd just be the Jang gang. That's kind of yeah. That, that fourth quarter was basically summer league for him. Yeah, yeah. So great game, great game from him. Um, I am going to go with uh, the plus minus god in NBA right now. The league leader in plus minus, oh. uh, Mister Isaiah Joe, uh, because. For two reasons, obviously the joke there being that Isaiah Joe is the best plus minus player in the league, and and he got plus eighteen today, so he's continuing his his plus uh, minus reign, his reign on the statistic, which I love. Uh, but also, I thought this was a little bit of a bounce back game um, for Isaiah Joe. He was his his shot looks back. He had some good moments today. He wasn't as efficient as as we've grown accustomed to but he still looks the shot looks good um you and not that it didn't look bad earlier it's just it just it wasn't falling so like you, you see that shot at halftime yeah the buzzer beater yeah that was, fun. That was great <laughs> great great way to end it um he also had a really good like step back three oh, and i yeah. think the third quarter when we were kind of on that run yeah. that was just like man that's i mean we've said it time and time again he's not just a catch and shoot uh, shooter he's he can make his own play he can create his own shot and that was a really yeah he he's got a i mean his 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 that step back with that like that arch is like crazy it just gets so high and just falls right it's a great looking shot so beautiful um, hi- hyperbole yes <laughs> beautiful hyperbole yes exactly <laughs> us us teachers definitely know that is a hyperbole uh so, yeah, and then also just to throw it in there, he had a nice little block there um, just just to throw it in. Um, but, yeah, Isaiah Joe's most most importantly kind of bounce back game for him. Um, yep. And hopefully we'll keep seeing it for 
for Sacramento and, and the rest of this week. So, all right. Um, we haven't talked about uh, the other guys, the more important, not more important, but you know, the starters. Um, let's start with uh, Jalen Williams. Uh, My zoo thought- friend. Your zoo friend, Alex, met Jalen Williams on Saturday. What a what a treat. He was a delight, yeah, he, as he I heard. Was a, he was a delight, man. He was he was nice as hell. Took pictures with us. Yeah, he was he was awesome. Yeah. And then uh when I yeah. told him when I told him that I was a part of the uh the podcast that does the whole Santa bit, he was like, Oh, he was like, that's tough. <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah. We learned we learned last podcast that he 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 on Twitter was clowning it a little bit, but we found out he was just kind of joking around. So we're glad he he at least appreciates the he, the nickname on, that he, Dylan has given him. He's in on the joke. Yeah, we will not be playing the Santa Club. By the way, I've made that executive decision. We played oh it too God, much. Santa! Yeah, too many too many times. We're gonna put it on pause for today. But yes, he he had a great game. Um, he was he was also very efficient. We had a lot of great efficient shooting nights from a lot of guys tonight, and he was one of them. Um, but shot 50, 40, 90. Yeah. As a so team. he was yeah, as a team, yeah, we shot very efficient. So, but he, and he was in, in that mix. So that, but also um kind of just continuing the sort of physicality that we've seen out of Jalen. Uh he had a really good uh cut. To, from or he got a pass from Giddy cutting into the lane and a mm-hmm. really good dunk, yeah. a great highlight dunk. Um, we don't see I a lot love of on this team. Yeah, and I also love how like we've been seeing this. I, I, maybe it's just me, but Jalen's like emotions in game. I just love that. I love that energy he brings. He's had a couple of like slams this game, and uh, uh, I think it was last game where. He kind of just like screams at the crowd at the end. And I just love that. Like that, it, it kind of reminds me of like a Westbrook, like a, just like letting out pure emotion when you, when you do like some, some crazy dunk or some crazy play. Um, it's, the, it's, the yin, it's the yin to uh to SGA stoic yin. Right. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't see that a lot from Shea. We did see it last game, but like, yeah, you don't see it a lot from him, but Jalen is, yeah, he's like the opposite. And I love, I love that kind of that energy he brings, um, especially you know when we go on these runs like we did tonight. So, yeah, Jalen Williams, a great night. Um, Chet, also a really good night. Again, very efficient. His shots were falling from deep again. He had kind of a stretch where they he wasn't really hitting a lot, but two of three tonight from deep. So he got those in early, at least one of them. So great on the boards. Defensively, he was great. Keontae George did. He did a decent job on like Utah, but I mean, Keontae George, credit to him. He did. He also did a pretty good job or getting around Chet tonight. So I didn't want to give Keontae his, his flowers there, but um, someone got to score the points. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to, but besides that, I mean, like Chet was, you know, obviously great defensively. Um, what was also interesting. And I think this is a big credit to, to Chet and, and Giddy who we haven't talked about yet, but um Utah's big, and they were talking about this on the broadcast, but Utah's big uh, thing is second chance points. They were leading the league with, I think, 17 and a half, 17 and a half or 18 a game. Um, or I think it was at the half, they have 17.7, something like that. But anyway, the point is that they really stopped that, 
that those second chance points, they got rebounds tonight um, and did not allow those second chance points. And that's partly in due to Chet's, you know, rebounding ability tonight. So, and also, also, too. also due to um, Utah's big men being out. Yeah. But, but you know. I mean, hey, this is what you have to do. You have to take advantage of that. And yeah. Have, I mean, you have to play who you have out there. So, we could have very easily seen uh, who was it? Um, I've always forget his name. Abaji? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, the, Olenek. yeah, the guy from Olenek. Kansas. Yeah, whoever their starting uh, yeah. front court was. Yeah, Kelly Olenek did not do a very good job of. Uh, he was pretty bad. Yeah, he yeah he he was pretty bad. I thought he was he was uh, trying out for us. You know, he was showing out for us, so that you know when it comes to trade season, maybe we can get his you know his Canadian self over to our team because him and Shea have a very good you know it looks like they have a pretty good friendship. Uh, but yeah, no, he he did yeah he was he was not very good tonight. Yeah. So to go back to Chet, just real quick. Yeah. Six, 16 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, two assists. He was six and nine from the field, two of three from deep. Nice. Um, so really, yes. Very nice. Six and nine. Um, so really good job from Chet. Uh, the big three, the Oklahoma city, big three um, collectively was phenomenal. It was yeah. great to see. So um, Alex, was there anything else in there? We did not. Yeah. Just, about? I, just, just one more. Um, yeah. This was the first it. giddy game where it felt like a giddy game. It was a giddy game, yeah. Almost I a triple-double. Exactly. I thought, you know, he did – he he, uh, he crashed the boards. You know, he, he got 10 boards, I think. Yeah, he got 10 boards. Yep. Um, he was hitting threes tonight. He was two or three from deep. Um, I, I just thought that he was more in flow, more in rhythm. Um, and so this, this felt like a lot more – a lot better of a giddy game. Um, and, yeah. you know, hopefully, hopefully just, he just had a little bit of a slump there and I know he's going through some stuff and, um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, he regains that, uh, that play that he had at the end of last season, um, and, you know, helps us out. Cause we got some yeah, this is, yeah, so I, yeah, we got some, some tough games and I, I think this is definitely like a giddy game. Like you want him you want him crashing the boards. You want him like distributing. You don't really need him to be like a high end scorer if you don't need him to. Like this is this is kind of his niche. Um, and so I think I think honestly what helped him a lot tonight was the fact that he like I think it was literally like the first made basket was a goody three. So it, yeah, the it fact was. that he he like got it early um, I think helped him kind of get in rhythm. Um, but what was also interesting was that he still was on the floor. Uh, in the fourth quarter, which I thought, I don't know how long he stayed out there, but yeah. I thought it was interesting how Mark Dagnall left him out and took all the other starters out. I think he was maybe trying to see a little bit more, you know, get, give him a little bit more time out there while he's in rhythm, while he's kind of like feeling it. Um, well, I mean, not, not to, not to stat chase, but you know, he, he was just two assists away from, uh, from getting a triple double. So yeah, maybe I, 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 that seems, that would be weird. I think if that was the reason he stayed out, but maybe who knows? Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a really positive game from Giddy, but again, it's Utah. It's hard to really glean a lot from it, but we'll take the positives where we get them. Thank you. So, so yeah, a great game against Utah. Um, this week is that that's really our, um, one easy game. <laughs> One easy game. Yeah. It gets much harder from here. Uh, we play the Kings Thursday and the Nuggets Saturday. 
Uh, yeah, both road games. Yeah, we'll talk more about that on our tomorrow full podcast, which is going to come out for everybody on Wednesday. But so I guess with that said, tonight I I want to end with you know what is on the deck for everyone listening to this the day it is posted, uh, Tuesday, December twelfth. This doesn't apply to a lot of people, perhaps listening, because I know a lot of you are in Australia or even Germany or not in Oklahoma City, or if you're in Oklahoma, not in the Oklahoma County resident where this is happening. But tomorrow is a big day for the uh, arena voting. It is the Keep OKC Big League. It is essentially, it does, people are kind of making it a little bit like, uh, what's the word? Um, the elites kind of, versus the, you know, trying to take from the Robin well, Hood type. Of, yeah, I mean, there's a political side, which is some an entirely different thing, I think. And but like, I think it's it's uh, it's gotten to the point where it's kind of boiled down to like, if we don't pass this vote, the Thunder are leaving, which is a. I mean, it's it might be a little bit like uh, extreme, fear, but I think that's basically what's. Yeah, it. But I think that's essentially what it is. So just real quick, to a like two sentence summary is that tomorrow there is a um, for the special election in Oklahoma County, we are voting to um, basically enact uh, a what's a called a continuation, a continuation of the, the one cent, the one cent uh, tax cost. that essentially gives us the money to build a new arena. The reason being is that our arena is very old. It's one of the oldest on 30, in the yeah, yeah one of the oldest in the NBA. Um, we need it. Like the there's a lot of different things you can look to. Like certain venues will not come for it, and and by adding this new arena, it's going to um, because right now, as also quick aside, I learned this today that the Thunder are on a three year like temporary lease for Paycom. They they have their 15 year lease is over. So they're on this like temporary lease. So we're kind of in like a, we haven't, they haven't really committed long-term yet. And I think the, the vibe is that if this doesn't pass, that the Thunder organization is going to feel like the city of Oklahoma city is going, is not, does not want them there that much. And so I think that's why the, the boiled down version of this is if it does not pass, that within the next couple of years, the Thunder will move to Nashville or Seattle or even, I mean, Vegas, like somewhere that really wants an NBA team. So um, the point of all this is that if you are living in Oklahoma City or if you're listening to this, you probably know somebody who lives in Oklahoma City, remind them to go vote tomorrow and vote yes, because that's a really big deal for the franchise. That's it's a huge me. deal. It's a huge it's a... deal for Oklahoma City. Like this is not necessarily the culmination, but at this point, it is the culmination of what happened after the Murrow Building bombing. Like after that happened, there was you know there was like a a depression in downtown Oklahoma City. It was not a a hop in downtown. You know. Yeah. And so. After that, you know the the political people, the the mayor, um, they decided to go ahead and do maps in order to liven that up, 
And one of the first things with the first map was the Ford Center, which is now Paycom. Um, and so the Paycom, luckily or luckily and unluckily, because you know the whole Hornets, the Hurricane Katrina, her, the Hornets came over. We had our audition. No, nobody usually has an audition. Like last or two years ago, Tampa had an audition basically with the Raptors um, because of COVID, and so they had to stay you know, playing in the right. United States, they couldn't mm. go to Canada. And so Tampa right. had a little bit of a, of a, of an audition, but that usually does not happen. Um, and so we got our little audition and we showed out, we, you know, we showed what kind of, what kind of a city we are, how much we would support um, a team, how much the business aspect of Oklahoma city would support the team. And so eventually, you know, we, you know, Clay Bennett and his crew bought the Sonics, you know, it didn't work out with their arena stuff. Um, and so they moved the team over here to Oklahoma City. It was easy. You can break a lease. If you pay enough money, you can break any lease out there. Um, and so they broke that lease, came over here. Boom, we got the Thunder. It's been 16 great years. It's been 16 great years. Um, this team has created connections within the community that would not be there. You know, I know a lot of talk about, oh, Oklahoma City was an up-and-coming city regardless of the Thunder. That can be very true. That could be very true. But the Thunder added that extra panache to that come up that we have seen now. Like I drove through downtown. Like I don't usually go to down, like drive through downtown. Whenever I go to a game, I usually just park, you know, in the uh, the Prairie Surf. That's where the, the media parks. And I just go to the game. So I don't have, really have access to like walking too much around downtown. Um, but this game, I decided to go ahead and park over there by, uh, by Bass Pro Shop. And, you know, just drive, you just walking up and just seeing, like, how vibrant uh, downtown was. That's all because of the thunder. Like, the thunder right. brings people. It brings businesses. It brings money. It brings economy. It brings income. Um, and so to say that we don't need that, you're right. We don't need that. A need versus, you know, a, a want versus a need. Yeah, we don't need that. But. Oklahoma City is so much better for it because of it. Um, and so my, you know, and, and not just that, the relationships you build between people, like you see Oklahoma City, a team that, uh, I mean, a city that's basically divided between Sooners and Cowboys um, as far as OSU and OU, you know, you see them always coming together when it comes to the Thunder. They always wear the blue. Some may be crimson, some may be orange, but when it comes to the thunder, we're all blue. Um, and so just to see that, just see that fervor that comes with that, um, it's just a great thing. You know, the, the community that we've built online, on Twitter, on social media, over 16 years, you know, that's something that, you know, this podcast has come out of it. So many other podcasts have come out of it. You know, so many other connections come out of it. Um, and just celebrating the great times, man. Like, you know, you know, my mom passed away a couple months ago introduced me to basketball and actually having the ability to have a basketball team to share with her uh, while she was alive, going to the game, you know, watching the games on TV. It was just a great experience. And to have that connection, that civic connection to your team, where you live in your backyard um, is a great thing. So with that said, don't be complacent. Don't think that this is in the books, you know, that, that, that the yeses have already got it. Go out. Vote, do your civic duty, 
Um, and do your duty to the Thunder if you love if you love the Thunder. You know, the people on this podcast, we love the Thunder. We talk about the Thunder all the time. Hopefully the ears that listen to it, you either you either love the Thunder, love us, um, or you know, or you you know, you have just a, a you know uh, just a casual following about the Thunder, but you like them. You know, you like the the atmosphere it brings, you like the game sometimes. Um, and so don't be complacent. Go out there, vote, vote yes. I'm gonna say vote yes. I'm not gonna be very objective on here. I'm gonna be very, you know, you, you, I'm gonna wear my my uh, my emotions on my sleeve when it comes to this. Vote yes. Keep this mm-hmm. team here, um, and let's go win some championships in Oklahoma City and have them parade through, you know, through downtown. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good recap of of the you know where we are. I think yeah, like there's. If you if you uh, want to talk about like the economic and political side and like how that may you may not want that like that's fine you can have that opinion I I think both Alex and I personally don't agree with it for the different reasons but like you can think that all you want but I will say I think the thing that everyone can agree with is that it does help the city economically it does the thunder is like its own little economic world for the city it brings a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses and and people want to come here for that reason we're recognized nationally even globally for this team yeah. so um there there's a lot of pros um you a substantial people, amount of pros so you, the, you ask people around the world where Oklahoma City is, and if they have a tinge of basketball knowledge, they know where it's at because of the Thunder. Right. You ask people around the world where Tulsa is, they won't know where the hell that's at. Right. Right. Yeah. the the NBA the NBA the basketball team is is what really separates us from like other you know cities of our same size. But but yeah, so it that that's kind of our spiel of of the of, for voting. Um, I've been saying this in our group chat. I, I, I think it's just going to go with whatever way the old people vote, because that's sort of how these things go when it's on a Tuesday, like all most voting is and whatever. So I, I hope I'm proven wrong. Um, I hope there's a wide range of demographics that come out and vote. Um, and hopefully you vote at least vote, at least vote for the reasons that you think are, that are true to you, I guess is the only way I would say that because like we are both biased for yes, but I think that comes from the fact that we're very heavy thunder fans and all that. Um, but just vote for what you believe in vote, vote for your, you know, what you can live with at the end of the day. So, um, (laughs) we will say vote. Yes. Um, so we'll leave it at that. Um, by next podcast, we will probably know the results. I don't know how, We'll probably know by the end of the podcast. So we'll, we'll have a better idea then. And we'll either be really happy or really not happy. You'll have to find out, I guess. Mm. Um, hopefully the former of those two. So uh, we will be back for a full podcast uh, next time. We have an interview coming up for that. So stay tuned. Um, so until then, hoop when you can. And as always, God bless. God bless. And as always. Thunder up. Thunder up.
Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.